Do you have a desire to help families thrive? Named one of the best Christian workplaces in Canada, Focus on the Family Canada is looking for skilled, passionate people to join our dynamic team. We are currently looking to fill positions in marketing, accounting, graphic design, donor relations, and web development at our head office in Langley, B.C. If you or someone you know feels called to be part of our dynamic team, explore current job openings today at focusonthefamily.ca slash employment. Planning a wedding is hectic. It is cumbersome. I think my favorite part about it was the cake testing. We found her dress on a sale rack at the bridal store. At our wedding rehearsal, I decided that it'd be really fun if I could walk out to the Iron Man theme song. The day before our wedding, it snowed a foot and a half. But it's also a very joyful time. So it's one of those stressful, joyful times. Well, planning a wedding can be exciting and crazy and busy and an adventure for the engaged couple and their families. Managing all those details and solving problems, and hopefully you find ways to get along with everybody and you experience God's presence and peace in the process. Uh, We're going to be talking about weddings today on Focus on the Family uh, with your host, Focus President and author Jim Daly. I'm John Fuller. John, I don't know how things went for you and Dina, but for Gene and I, uh, we had uh, planned our wedding in a matter of weeks. Hmm. Uh, It just came fast, and because we had this opportunity where we could present these drug and alcohol abuse shows around the country, but we had to get married. It was crazy. We didn't have a date yet set, and uh, we'd been engaged for about a year. And then I get this phone call from a friend one night, and uh, I was at my brother's house. Gene was over (laughs) having dinner with us, and I put the phone down. I said, "Uh, can we get married in six weeks and head off on this long work (laughs) tour? She was like, can we call him back tomorrow? (laughs) It was funny. You should have seen the look on her face. Uh, You know, she He's a planner. So we prayed about it and felt like it was the right thing to do. And man, God bless Gene for being spontaneous in that moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe in hindsight, it wasn't the smartest decision, but it really did work out well for us. And we spent nine months together uh, traveling the country. It was great. It was a good start for a long-term marriage. It was. Uh, When couples start that planning process, it's like a roller coaster of emotions and decisions and stress, like you heard in the clips. Uh, One danger is putting all that time and energy into the ceremony, but not really preparing well for the rest of your marriage. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's so important, not only for the couple getting married, but also for parents and friends and other family members to think about so that you can support and encourage this couple in the years ahead. And that's why we want to explore this topic today with our guest, Lucille Williams. And Lucille is the Women's Director at Shepherd of the Hills Church in Porter Ranch, California. Uh, She's married to Mike, and he's one of the pastors there. They have three grown children and three grandchildren, and Lucille has written a book that will be the basis for our conversation today. It's called From Me to We, A Premarital Guide for the Bride and Groom-to-Be. Check that out at focusonthefamily.ca. And Jim, here's how you began the conversation with Lucille Williams on today's Focus on the Family. Lucille, great to have you here at Focus. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Now, first of all, I'm going to tell you, uh, you are too young to be a grandmother. I mean, my goodness, that's crazy. It's so funny. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you very much. I can go now. John and I are not grandparents, and we're jealous. (laughs) I mean, I have teenagers at home. What are you doing? 
You oh. must have married really young. I did. I did. I was 19. Two weeks after my 19th birthday, Okay, I took a stroll down the aisle. I was saying, you know, or it's divine intervention, something here, because I'm sure you get that a lot. You, there's no way you're a grandmother of three. Um, <laughs> but talk about those chaotic early years. I mean, a lot of people now, especially in the Christian community, our former board member, Al Moeller, who's the president of Southern Seminary, he has blogged and talked a lot about the importance of lifting marriage up to our young people. You know, so many young people are waiting to their late 20s, and it's hard to control those passions. The scripture even talks about that. And he says, and I, I tend to agree, don't let that burn inside you. Get married younger. It's a beautiful thing. The gift of marriage is the right thing. So you obviously chose that path. How did you and Mike meet, and how would you get together? We got together when um, I was actually in the high school I, we went to the same high school, and he lived across the street from the high school that I was attending. Yeah. I was 17 years old, and I used to get out of my last class and run to his apartment. <laughs> well, now you got to clarify. What was going on? Well, you need to know we were not Christians and not even close to being Christians. Okay. And so at 17, I had a boyfriend who had a good job and a car, and he was great, and he was fun, and he had his own apartment, and we would hang out regularly at his apartment. So not long after, I mean, obviously within two years, you guys got married. That was a good decision, by the way, for all listening. That's the right way to do it. Yes, and, it's the uh, right way to do it. When, when did you make that commitment to Christ? Did you do that as a couple or when did that happen for you and Mike? That was later. We had been married for about five years and it was rough. A lot of fighting, terrible things were happening in our marriage. I mean, I understand when couples come in and they'll say to me or my husband, we're in a rough marriage. It's tough. We get that. Mm -hmm. We know what that feels like. And it, it's it's horrible. It's one of the worst things you can be is be in a bad marriage. And we were in a really bad marriage. So when you talk about from me to we, I mean, th this is deep. This isn't just a high level kind of fun thing. You guys had a transformation in your lives, your hearts and your marriage. Completely. When we got married, it was it was all me. I was trying to get what I wanted. He was trying to get what he wanted. I was pursuing a career, and I told him, "Don't get in my way, buddy, because you're going to get kicked aside." If you know, well, what if you have to go? Then I go. And he's like, well, "What do you mean?" And so he was trying to control me, and I was nasty, and we were always fighting. Sometimes we would fight for two weeks and not talk to each other for two weeks. It was it was. I don't know how we even stayed together for okay, those five so now, years. I've got to ask you. So today, when you have a disagreement, what's it look like as believers? Oh, it's <laughs> well, we're talking thirty-five years later. Yeah. So it's completely different, and we have learned to defuse each other really quick, really, really quick. That is so wonderful. I mean, that to me is life. What you're describing there, this is the way it should be, especially if you're a non-believer. And we have a number of, of non-Christians that listen to the program. We want to encourage you to get on the track with uh, knowing who Christ is and where he can take you. And your testimony is part of that. Um, in that regard, talk about the the desire to reach young people and to help them do it better. What do you think are the key things when it comes to doing a wedding and all that planning in a better way? I think that right from the start, when from dating and from when the from the time when couples are engaged, it's that groundwork for what the marriage is going to look like later. Things that are said can't be taken back. That period of time is just a short period of time, but your wedding and the wedding day is one day and then your marriage is forever. Right. So don't sacrifice a planning period and one day 
for what your forever future is. Yeah. In fact, you and Mike had a pretty interesting wedding, right? We <laughs> when did. you go back to it, what went right and what went wrong? We had a lot of things go wrong on our wedding day. <laughs> Describe it. I was at my house. He was at his house. Uh, just tensions were flaring. He and I got on the phone. We got in a big fight. We're on your sc- wedding day. On our wedding day, we're screaming at each other. Terrible things were said. Vulgarities were said to each other. We were just slinging words (laughs) like crazy. And um, all of a sudden, my brother-in-law gets on the phone. My husband's brother. Older brother? Uh, Older brother. (laughs) I knew it was the the older brother. Christian, older brother. (laughs) Oh, good for him. We weren't a Christian at the time, but he was. And he talked to me, and he calmed me down. And I remember saying to him, I'm not going to marry him. He's a big jerk. And (laughs) my brother-in-law just calmed me down. And next thing you know, my husband was back on the phone. Of course, he wasn't my husband at the time. Right. And the wedding was back on. in a few hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. He was going to be in a few hours. Yeah. That's crazy. Most people are going, why did you not say, stop the ship, stop everything? Uh, you still went through and you got married. We did. The way our life was, that was normal. That was normal. I mean, even like when we were engaged, that was just the way we interacted with each other. We didn't know that there could be any other way. I want to get to the honeymoon. <laughs> there had to be more fireworks on the honeymoon. Okay. Well, something actually happened on the honeymoon that my <laughs> I husband- I can't believe it. Yeah. yeah. Who my husband thought? told me, he said- <laughs> Don't ever tell anybody that this happened. Uh oh. Well, he let's made tell me six promise. million people. Yeah, exactly. He made me promise. He's like, no one will know. We never even told our children. Do you need to call him right now so, and get permission? Uh, well, actually, it's it's in the first chapter of my book. Okay. So, Mike, this is already out there. Don't It's don't already call out there. Me. So, he, yeah, but before I could write it, I called him and I said, honey, I, I had this opportunity. I've got to write that story. I just got to write that story. What was it? And he had to pray for a day and then he finally said, okay, go ahead. So, what happened? We took a cruise for our honeymoon, and I mean, cruises are wonderful. They do everything for you. We were having a great time. We were dancing at night. We were seeing the sights during the day. It was wonderful. And then the last night we were there, they wanted our luggage. So I thought I'd be... prepared the luggage, and you put it outside the door. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'd be brilliant, and I told my husband, hey, we'll just keep the clothes on that we're wearing, and then tomorrow morning we'll just put the same thing on, and we'll have less things to carry around. He wasn't too sure about it, but he's like, all right, you know, let's do it. So that night we were we were with friends because we had met a, a lot of other honeymooners, and and um, we were sitting at this table and it was oval shaped and we were the, we were inside the oval so it was people to his side and those people to my side and he and I were real close because you know it's our honeymoon so we're sitting close and Uh-oh. holding hands <laughs> and all of that and all of a sudden he put his head back and he started vomiting. <laughs> Like a volcano, oh. like an eruption. It's one and, of those cruise ships. And you thought it was, yeah, you thought it was over and it just kept coming. Oh, and it just kept word. coming and it's falling all over him. It's falling all over me. And, and, and people and are scattering. Finally, yeah, we think he's done, but then he's not done. And more comes out and we're just, and so then finally it's done and we're sitting there and it was just like that, oh. <laughs> and we are so humiliated. We're both just sitting there just, and everyone's looking what at do we us. Do now? No one said a word, <laughs> not one word, no snicker, nothing. And so he and I just kind of like sat there and the people got out so that we could get out. And so we walk out and we go up to our room and now we're covered in vomit. He vomited, but it was on me and it was on him. It was on both of us. Even though he's the one that vomited, it landed on both of us. Oh. And I was like, wow, this is what marriage is like, I guess. And, <laughs> no. and so I had to find some soap. 
And um, I went into the bathroom and I had our clothes. And I remember looking at these vomited clothes. Yeah. Clothes with I was yeah, looking at these it. clothes with vomit <laughs> all over them. And they're they're sitting in the sink. And I'm trying to wash it out. And I stopped. And at 19, I looked down and I thought to myself, "This is marriage. This is what marriage is." Oh wow! Because you don't know what marriage is until you jump in. And all of a sudden, I was just hit with that reality. This is marriage. It was like, <gasps> uh oh, what now? Yeah, what now? You got to tell us in the story what happened. What'd you do? <laughs> Clean that stuff up and we cleaned put the it clothes up. back on. We cleaned it up. We hung up our clothes. The next morning, our clothes were still wet, mm-hmm. but we had to put them on. And you know, fun fact: your clothes dry quicker when they're on your body. That's a that's a horrible story. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> okay, let's talk as a parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a little daunting. I. I'm talking to Trent and Troy about it, mm. but I don't know that I've had the right conversations mm-hmm. with them other than about keeping themselves yes. pure for mm-hmm. marriage and for their future spouse. Yeah, those are tough conversations. What happens is, you know, we, we fall in love and it's like we're on drugs yeah, and, and you true. cannot think straight. You cannot think straight. You have to have people around you that can think straight and help you. So just recently, I put on com my site, L-U says, and it's uh, the marriage material quiz. And I'm getting a really great response there because people need to know, is this person going to be an Ephesians 5 husband or wife? And so I put this quiz on there so they can just kind of evaluate because sometimes, you know, as parents, you can go, I don't know. I'm not sure that this person would be a good spouse, but they're in love and they're in the clouds and everything is so wonderful. So sometimes they need another voice coming in and going, did you consider this? Did you think about that? Do you have any idea what this means in the long run? Yeah. And people sometimes don't realize that. So that's why I have that on my site on com, so that people can go and say, okay, I'm going to take this quiz and see if this person I'm dating is marriage material. Hmm. But now let me ask you though, Ephesians 5, you said that very quickly, yeah. but to, to kind of fill that out. What is Ephesians 5 talking to us about? What does that mean to someone who may not be familiar with Ephesians 5? Well, right out of the gate as a woman, it says... Be subject to your husbands. Ladies, be submissive to your husbands. The Bible tells us that over and over. And I remember as a young bride, when I first became a Christian, well, I wasn't a young bride because I was five years in when we became Christians. You were 24. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Young person. Go ahead. And I remember when I first read that, I was so angry. I'm like, I've been fighting with this guy all these years, and now I have to be submissive to him? Are you kidding me? There's no way that's going to happen. And I got so angry. I would get mad with God because when I would read Scripture, then I knew I had to do it. And so I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not doing this one. And I would get so mad. But then I said, okay, okay, God, this is what you say, so I'm going to give it a try. (laughs) I'm going to give it a try. (laughs) And, And what I learned is that Yielding is love. Huh. We yield out of love. You yield because you love them and you're saying, okay, well, it's just considering them. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're under or less than or somehow um, not up to par. It means that you love them and you're willing to yield. Lucille, you're on uh, probably one of the most volatile aspects of Scripture in our modern age. I mean, because many, many young women struggle with this. And so do many young men, because they don't know what it means to lead. Mm-hmm. And fill that in a bit more. I get that. That is beautifully and wonderfully said. 
But you're right there at the crossroads of culture where it is hard to say, okay, Lord, describe for us what that meant to submit to Mike. Mm-hmm. What, so many people that I talk to in the media, for example, they don't get this. They don't understand it. It's, it they're the in that angry concept. spot. They think, what mm-hmm. is this? But describe how that works in modernity. What does it mean for a couple to really submit to one another? Yes, yes. When I have young ladies come to me and they say, my husband's not a leader. He's not a leader. I always look at them and say, you know what the definition of a leader is? It means someone's following them. So if they're not a leader, maybe you need to be a better follower. Hmm. And we're so quick to put it on the men. Oh, he's not spiritual leader. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. He's not doing... And I say, whoa, 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 hold it. What is he doing right? Tell me what he's doing right. Tell me what you love about him. Now follow that man. And the more you follow him, the better leader he's going to be. And women miss that. They Mm. miss that. But in scripture, it tells us that as a wife, you submit to your husband. And... But what does it say to the husbands? Love your wife as Christ loved the church. Now, that feels impossible at times, i got to yeah. tell you, from the you, male perspective. It's like, harder? Lord, you're perfect. I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> so what is harder, you tell me, to be submissive to your husband or to love your wife as Christ loved the church? I mean, that's an impossible task. And so what I like to do when I'm frustrated with something my husband is doing, I like to go to Proverbs 21 where it says, the king's heart is like channels of water in the Lord's hand. He directs it wherever he wishes. Mm. And what I do is I take the word king and I put Mike in there and I say, okay, God, he's yours. I'm listening to him and I'm following him because I follow and I trust you. So basically, when we trust God, we can trust our husbands. Wow. I mean, I'm with you. And that is what the scripture says. I just think so many women right now, especially single women and just married women, are going, are you sure, Lucille? You don't know my husband. <laughs> but and you've I heard get it that. all. You've heard I the excuses. I do get that. And you know what? You don't know my husband. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a wonderful man, and I love him, but he's a man. And men are men. Women are women. We're all broken. We're all broken, and we need to learn how to be broken together and give each other kindness and forgiveness and just be willing to say, okay, let's start over. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. The family-minded people at Deeks Insurance know what it means to properly protect your family. Whether it's your home or car, the good people at Deeks will make sure you have the right coverage at a great rate. After all, Deeks has been a licensed insurance broker since 1981, or ever since families and minivans became a dynamic duo. To see how Deeks can help you save, visit deeksinsurance.ca to get started with a quote. Deeks Insurance, where family matters. Focus on the Family Canada's Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Program is a proven program designed to save couples from the brink of divorce. For over 15 years, Hope Restored Marriage Intensives have helped more than 4,500 couples, and over 80% of those surveyed are still together two years after attending. If you or someone you know is facing a crisis in their marriage, please call Focus on the Family Canada today at 1-833-999-HOPE or visit hoperestoredcanada.ca to find out more. After 11 years, Brett's marriage had grown stale. He wanted something better for he and his wife. Focus on the families helped our marriage from the standpoint of opening our hearts to see things from the other's perspective and to make sure that God is centered 
in our marriage. I'm Jim Daly. Together we can save more marriages like Brett's and give families hope. Donate at focusonthefamily.ca slash give. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Lucille, you mentioned, uh, in essence, those expectations for a a couple that's uh, engaged. Let's lay those out. Let's go back there to what are healthy expectations for an engaged couple to expect in marriage. Do you have a, a tick sheet that you can give us two or three? What are those things they really need to remember from the day of their wedding on forward? When you get married and you choose one person to spend the rest of your life with, you now love them so much. And with that love also comes the ability to be hurt. And so what happens is we get married to someone who we think is always going to fill us up, always going to make us feel great, always going to do the right thing and do what we want from them. And then all of a sudden they hurt us because they can hurt us more than anybody else. That vulnerability and intimacy. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to happen. That's one of the things that you need to be prepared for, which is why we need to safeguard the marriage before it starts and read books like From Me to We to help safeguard your marriage so that you are ready. And in From Me to We, there's 88 discussion questions. Give us some examples of those 88. Well, one of them is if your spouse turned you down for sex, how would you feel? That's something you want to talk about before you get married. Another one, did you grow up in a home where it was easy or difficult to share your needs and desires? We need to be able to share what we need and what we desire from our spouse. It doesn't mean they're always going to say yes and they're always going to do what we want or what we think we need, but we, we need to be adults and be able to say, this is what I need from you. So often couples get married and they don't know how to express what they need from each other. Well, that is so true. And that does take maturity. Uh, you compare marriage to a pile of dirty laundry. <laughs> you got to tell me how. Well, when when you get married, all of his stuff, all of your stuff, all the dirty stuff, all the stuff you've got buried, it's like it's like you have a floaty in the pool and you're trying to hold it down and you can hold it down through the engagement process, but you can only hold it down for so long. And then all of a sudden, it's just going to shoot up. And all that stuff that you try to hide about yourself, all the things that you don't want to tell anyone, all the things in your past that you're like, I don't want to talk about this. If they knew this about me, maybe they would reject me. You've got to let that out and talk about those things and let them love you. Well, and that goes along with another concept in the book where you talk about not keeping secrets as a couple. Mm -hmm. That can be, you know, when I first read that, there's counselors that'll be on both sides of that and we need to recognize it. Not that you want to keep secrets from each other, but some would say discretion is important, especially for your past life and all those kinds of things. But give me your philosophy on that and the biblical connection to it. Secrets are not good. And when I got married, I had a big secret. And obviously I couldn't hide it anymore because I was married. And my secret was that I had an eating disorder and I was making myself vomit throughout the day and I had no control over it And now Mike was seeing this. And so Mike noticed it and I convinced him at first, oh, it's no big deal, honey. It's just the way I keep my weight down. It's fine. So he bought it at first, 
But then he did a little research on his own, which was hard to do because it was back in that 80s era when people didn't really talk about that. And all, most of the women were like skinny, skinny, skinny. And the eating disorders, you know, people didn't really know about eating disorders at the time. And then he realized, oh, this is serious. And so he came back. He's like, you could die. This is serious. You, you cannot do this. You have to stop. But I couldn't. Huh. I had no control over it. I couldn't. So then he went and he told my friends. He called all of my friends and he told them, do you know what she does? He called my parents. He told them they had no idea. He called his parents. Anyone that cared about us, he told them because he didn't He didn't know what to do. What was so, your initial reaction to that? Were you I, offended? I wasn't. Like for some reason I knew that it, he was trying to get me help and he didn't know what to do. And so he was trying to save me. Mm. And I had one friend who kept calling me and she said, Lou, you have to get help. That's what you need to do. You have to get help. And she was a Christian friend. I wasn't a Christian at the time. She was a Christian friend, and she was right. So I had to go get help. And so I went into therapy for a couple of years, and it was at the end of my therapy that I actually accepted Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. So that was a, a, a pathway to you accepting Christ. It was. What a beautiful spiritual picture of mm-hmm. the way it should work. Only uh, the Lord, right? Lucille, exactly. This has been so much fun. And, and if I could ask you really to summarize from me to we, what is the goal? What are you trying to say? Me to We is a book that helps couples get on the same page. We need to not be me-focused and self-centered. If you're going to go into marriage and you're going to be self-centered and me-focused, you are in for a lot of pain. And not only are you in for a lot of pain, but you're going to cause your spouse who you're vowing to love and honor for the rest of your life, you're going to cause them a lot of pain. Marriage is about sacrifice. It's about being willing to say, okay, I blew it. I blew it. I was wrong. Please forgive me. Let's start over. God lets us start over, and we need to let our spouses start over as well. We need to apologize. Mm. We need to forgive. We need to start over. We need to start fresh, and we need to leave room so that God can work, and we need to leave room so that our spouse can grow and become the person that God intended for them. Because my husband is not the man that I married. All my girlfriends tell me, Luke, he is not the man you married. But I believed if I just trusted him and followed him and was his cheerleader, that God would make him that husband that I needed to follow. And now it's not hard to follow him. He's such a godly man. It's, it's very easy. Wow. And I have so much respect for him. Well, that, that is well said in every way. Uh, you've experienced it. No one can take that away from you. You and Mike both have experienced from being lost in your first five years of marriage, not knowing the Lord, to coming to Christ and then submitting. I <laughs> use that bad exactly. word. I mean, that it's a beautiful story. This is one of those resources you really need on your shelf. You need to read it, not only for yourself and your marriage, but for your kids and for mentoring those around you who really need mm-hmm. help in understanding what a healthy marriage looks like. I'm telling you what, folks, we can do everything we can do here at Focus to do this, but we need you. You need to be part of the Army Corps of Marriage, <laughs> you know, to be out there in your churches, in your neighborhoods, mm-hmm. mentoring couples, helping couples, living it in such a way that they say, well, how do you do it so well? and that it's real. And this is one of those resources from Lucille Williams from Me to We, a premarital guide for the bride and groom-to-be. Nice rhyme, by the way. (laughs) 
It's an excellent resource filled with more uh, than we had time to cover here today. And remember, when you order a resource from Focus on the Family Canada, a part of your purchase goes right back to helping marriages thrive in Christ, saving a baby's life. There's so much that Focus on the Family Canada does with those resources that you provide. So uh, pick up that resource through Focus on the Family Canada. Help yourself, help those around you, and help Focus Canada. Lucille's book really is a wonderful tool to share with an engaged couple or a single adult who's thinking about marriage in the near future. Uh, Our number here to get your copy is 800-232-6459. the letter A in the word family. Or donate and request that book when you stop by focusonthefamily.ca. Coming up next time, Pastor Brian Noble describes how to navigate difficult relationships with difficult people. So whoever pays the bill is who will experience the reconciliation. So you have reconciliation through Christ because he paid the bill for you and you have shalom or peace. And when I come to my senses and say, okay, now I want Christ to pay the bill for me. Now we have a reinstated relationship where we're friends again. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once again help you and your family thrive in Christ. 